Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock with Success, a digital media source for professional and entrepreneurial women. Did you know that we can be found on Google Play, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Sam's Broadcasting, Autocast, and more? Women Who Rock with Success airs live each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time. Followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. We handpick professional women in many areas who can provide credible information in their field to build your business and lifestyle. To learn more about us, just visit our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. And good morning and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in on a Friday. This is a special uh podcast that we're having today and our special featured guest was supposed to have been on for Thursday so I thank everyone for um, migrating over to uh, Friday to be able to join us for this show on today. This um, show today, it's it's important. I would, um, I guess, I would like to emphasize simply because of the fact there are different types of ethnicities and uh, people of color. Uh, whether they can have an opportunity to be, get, be able to have the access to certain resources to make sure that they are successful as everyone else. And so when um, uh, uh, people of color stand up and make sure that happens, we have to uh, make sure that uh, the information and resources are transmitted so um those communities can be able to um, ascertain that information because a lot of times individuals just don't know, even in urban communities. So we have to bring the information uh, to them. So I'm so thankful that this guest reached out to, uh, to uh, Women Who Rock With Success, and we are happy to have him. He is none other than uh, Marcus Carter, and he is the CEO of Carter Property Solutions. So good morning and welcome to the broadcast. Diane, that's how you set a tone for a show. Like we need to put what you just did in the bottle and give it to everybody that's doing a podcast. Like, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. This is why it's important. Um, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. Thanks to the Most High. And like you say, thanks to my audience. Uh, miscommunication issues yesterday. And I appreciate the same way you do how you know you got that that strong following that'll that'll go through the hurdles with us and they want the information as well. So it's always encouraging and inspiring, and I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you so much. So um, let's get started. About uh, we um, like for the guests to first learn about um, our uh, clients and audience and and guests that appear on the show. And so tell us a little bit about you, how you first got started into this, and you can perhaps maybe go back and trail back to as a child, leading up as to what compelled you to be able to uh, wanting to help urban communities. And when I say urban communities, this is just not African Americans. Communities can also relate to Hispanic uh, ethnicities as well. So tell us a little a bit about you as to uh, what uh, 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 gave you the drive to be able to um, start this uh, program, this this real estate to property solutions for uh, people of color in urban communities. Really, to be point blank honest. Uh, transparent with your audience. It really was a byproduct of 
not wanting to accept what was given. Uh, okay. Being a black male, a black, um, a young black American growing up in the inner city, I'm from Chicago. It really was a sense of, okay, this is what I feel like is being given to me. And my body fought against that. And I think what we see a lot today is people's natural reaction to uncomfortable situations, which is what you see a lot of in inner cities. We're undereducated. We're undernourished. Uh, and you see people's physical, biological reaction to that. And then growing up in Chicago, it's certain things that I couldn't avoid. Fell into a some pitfalls, some normal, ignorant spaces. Um, mm-hmm. I've been on the corner. I've, I've, I've dealt with alcohol, not understanding the power of a black woman. I've been through it all. And mm-hmm. kind of hitting my bottom or hitting that fork in the road and saying, nah, this can't be it. This can't be it. Okay. I, I'm not comfortable with what was provided. And as a black male understanding they're like I didn't figure that out until after I had made certain mistakes so not only did I have to do the normal work that everybody has to do to attain certain things that they want I had to clean up and account for some irresponsible behavior before that so mm-hmm. that was a gift and a curse of itself because then I had to choose a path I had to decide what am I going to stand for what am I not going to stand for I'm, am I going to accept the fact that this job won't hire a felon Am I going mm-hmm. to accept the fact that because I don't drink, I can't go and have a good time with my friends? And it's like, no, I can okay. kind of create these spaces now. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, finances come up. You mean you got to pay to play. You need money to create, mm-hmm. to have the resources, to go get the resources, to build what you like to build. And it was a natural progression where you pay attention to what your skill set is. And we'll get into more of this later in the interview where you pay attention to what your skill set is in that particular situation or scenario and this is what I have at my disposal to deploy to get what I would like to get and you work it the best way you can so I wanted to achieve a lot but I had a lot of doors closed in my face so real estate kind of emerged as it's a it's a tremendous, improving, and efficient wealth-building strategy that does not have a lot of barriers to entry. If you have mm-hmm. a few dollars and the wherewithal, you can leverage real estate. And then you mm-hmm. use that to create certain aspects of your life or to fill in the blanks the way you see fit. So it was a, it was a natural progression of being an idiot, which a lot of young black males go through, um, and then not wanting to accept it and coming up with a tangible way to figure it out and understanding that my passion after that was who can I share this with? Mm-hmm. So somebody doesn't have to go through okay. hitting rock bottom to figure out that I want to move forward. Who can I share it with? And that's really where the passion comes from. Call the property solutions to my newest baby, the black wealth builder, which is even that much more focused on who my audience is, who my niche is, who my client is. And it's kind of people of our same hue. Uh, we need it and I mm-hmm. want to provide it. Okay, okay, great. So because now when I first uh, read all of the information um, even about you, you know, the first thing that kind of uh, uh, resonated in my spirit was, 
is that um, it's a, here's an African American um, um, a speaker. He's 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 turning things around, and his desire. This is what's coming from you know from my energy from to yours is or yours to 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 to, to my energy is that you're trying to educate the urban communities and letting them know that there are opportunities, there are advancements. And even with that, you know, with the housing crisis, there are so many that are going through because, see, they don't have the knowledge. Okay, so so take, for example, we still have uh, property owners that are even after the memoratorium have been, um, uh, you know, out there and they don't supposed to be evicting individuals, but due to the fact that some individuals may not have the knowledge, you know, a lot of times we don't read, we don't pick up a newspaper. Individuals don't, and this is not against the urban communities, but I'm just talking about individuals in general. We don't pick up the magazine, we don't read things, we don't uh, take the time and the opportunity to sit down. So what what I'm looking at is, and what I'm seeing from what you're building and what you have have uh, uh, built is you're trying to bring these opportunities to the urban communities to let them know that there are uh, chances, there are availability, there are opportunities, and um, um, and I don't want to call out this other uh, property solution, but it's kind of I think it's been out ever since 2017. So just hear me out for a second, and then I'm a, we're going to go to the next question. And so of course it's targeted towards. Uh, Urban communities. It is. It's not this, but it start. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you know, I have read their reviews, and there are so many reviews online where they are targeting urban communities, but they're the people are being qualified for these um, houses, these homes. This is not rental. These are mortgages. They're qualified. They are overqualified, and and it it appears that this. This 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 mortgage um, um, uh, corporation or what have you, you know, is 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 going out there. They're getting all of this information and they're disqualifying urban communities. You know, it's like an oppression uh, type of thing. And so um, when I saw what you are offering from your brand, I said maybe this is what they may need to pay a little bit more attention to versus something where we see on Facebook or we see on on the TV commercial and then we just jump right into it. And then there are those that are trying to help in the urban community areas, but it's kind of obscured or obliviated where individuals cannot see it. And so that's the reason why I jumped on this one right here. I said he needs to be on this podcast, and we're going to try to uh, also bring you back on here so we can kind of plan a route for um, all communities, if so to speak, that perhaps their income or their credit score is not up to the point where they can be able to afford FHA loans or conventional loans. So um, I just wanted to be able to interject that um, in there. I just wanted to kind of add that. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, I think it's a great thing that you're doing and what have you. I think that sometimes the good guys are obscured and what have you in some areas, and then you have others that are out there, and the urban communities are, are thriving. They are thriving to get to um, that level 
they're thriving to get to that, that level, and the people are disqualified. And, and look, and the reviews are speak for itself on Facebook, on Instagram. They are turning a thumbs down. Hey, look, I did everything that you asked me to do, and my, my score is where it needs to be, but they're still disqualified. So we want to talk to talk, want you to be able to talk to um, the audience as to the disparities when urban communities are qualified but they're also disqualified. And so we want you to be able to speak on that, if you would, for just a few minutes. Okay. Uh, technically, I am a real estate broker, a licensed real estate broker, and what you just described, it not only, it more importantly affects the buyers, but it affects me as, a, as well as a person trying to earn a living. Coming from an urban mm-hmm. community, I never mm-hmm. meet a person that says real estate is stupid. I meet people mm-hmm. that run into the situations that you just described where I would love to. And I thought I met all of the criteria mm-hmm. that they told me I needed to meet. And then they still closed the door on me. And that, that situation sounds a little familiar to a lot of other things we go through in this country. We're like, hey, you told me I needed to do this <laughs> and I did it. And it's still, it's still a little tension there. I'm still not, not mm-hmm. getting it. And even going back to, you know, the opening icebreaker intro, my work started right there, where it's like, I was one of those people as well. I wasn't educated uh, from a, on financial literacy as a young person. Okay. So okay. I'm 30, 35 years old. I don't own a home. I have horrible credit. I don't, I have never saved a dollar and I'm living check to check. And what happens okay. when... My children are growing up, and I want a home, too. I'm even a veteran, so it's, the programs for me are, like, even no-down payment. So it's not even necessarily a money issue, but it is, like, overcoming those hurdles. And with the work starting right there, Carter Property Solutions, that's what it's there for. And it's not, it's not okay, I can get you approved when other people can't get you approved, but it's debunking that myth that it's only one way to skin a cat. And it's not. It's a a lot of different ways we can do that. Like, you don't have to go get pre-approved for a mortgage to invest in real estate or to find a home for yourself. Now, the the education aspect, what I'm really passionate about, and I think it ties into not only the issues that we face when it comes to housing in the United States of America, but other issues, setting our mindset up for that. We're like, hey, when I wake up, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to go in a building and 99% of the doors are going to be closed, but I still need to get to the top. From my okay. housing, from what I would like to do with my family, from what I would like to do with my life, this is my situation. How do I move forward? Carter Property Solutions is that. The Black Wealth Builder is that. It's not magic. It's, okay, this is the way the game is going to be played. How do we still win? And I've learned a lot over my six, seven years of only dealing with those situations, only having clients that like what you just described that are having a hard time going to a bank and achieving the dream of home ownership and collecting those things because it's a case by case. But if I do want to take it out to the community, if I do want to expand outside of Chicago, taking on the challenge of saying, how can I put all of this in a box where if I meet a, a, a single mother in California or I meet a family of four in North Carolina, what are pieces of information that I can pass on 
that regardless of the situation, if credit is bad, we'll find you a way to get you into a home. If we don't have any money, we'll find a way to start a real estate portfolio. And we're going to use what is, what's at our disposal because the good things and the bad things, uh, quick, quick sidebar. The good thing and the bad thing about what's happening in this country, none of it is new. So if you do right. your research, there's something out there that will tell you how do you still get a home if you want to do that. They frustrate us to such a way that I think sometimes it distracts us or it makes us not want to continue to fight. And we get discouraged. And it can happen. When, like you work your whole life to get your credit score up and then you're told that the door is still closed. A lot of people just, they kind of huddle. They kind of go into a hole. And it's like we have to keep fighting and we have to continue to inspire. And it shouldn't be motivational or emotional. I'm very transparent, very solid. Hey, go to this website, fill this form out, do this, do this, do this. And then we're, we're cooking with gas at that point in time. And it's making this information tangent with an understanding of what we go through in our queue. Because I think there are a lot of people that would like to help, but I don't think they understand what we go through and why our reactions are our reactions and why owning a home is so important or how it can be leveraged where we do need to take response. I felt like I needed to take responsibility because I know what you're going through. I'm going through it myself. Um, and I want to apply what I've learned to help you. And I feel I feel it on my spirit. We're like, now nah, that's what I need to do. Okay, okay. So now one, one particular factor that you had brought out was very important, um, and it was in regards to the mindset. So um, that is a factor, uh, as you stated, you know, you have to keep moving. Um, even if you are declined or we are declined or someone is declined in an offer to a home, and a home is a bigger investment than one would actually think. It's a lot of investment behind a home. A lot of times we think we're getting off, uh, you know, uh, you know, off the fast road or something when we, you know, we rent and what have you. But you're adding value and asset into the property owner, you know, when you're renting. And um, and it's nothing wrong. It's not anything wrong with renting. But um, purchasing a home would be a very, very uh, long-term investment for um, urban communities. And so. Um, I just wanted you to be able to touch on that a little bit more in regards to the importance of how we 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 need to change the mindset, the mindset. Because a lot of times, urban communities, we speak before we think, and and we don't get all of the answers, we don't get all of the resources, we don't uh, research the references before we react to a certain specific thing. So, a lot of you know, you see a lot of individuals they're hurting. And so when I went to the site, and it was in regards, I'm going to say it, it's DV Homes. That's one of them. And so it's another one, and I haven't looked that one up, and I think it's Rocket Mortgage. That's another um, um, advertisement that is going on pretty uh, strong, but I think DV Homes is the first one um, that, um, that I saw where a lot of urban communities were crying out, where they were not – giving, um, and this is not anything to defame them, this is online, it's on the BBB report, and so they were not giving um, the, the, the renter, the renter forward slash future homeowner 
reputable uh, uh, business contractors to be able to come in and be able to um, inventory the place and inspect the place. They were like handymans. It was a lot that was going on. And so my heart really went out to the urban communities as to how they spent their wheels, their energy, their time of trying to submit all of this information to this this uh, this business. I think it's only been up for like 2017. Of course, I called and checked them out too, and, and it's only been up for like 2017. However, the thing about it is, is that the urban community was looking for a lot of, of um a lot in the my the major minority and when I say minority that does not mean um african american that were that's a when I mean minority I mean those that are of a of a lesser income and so it was just okay. deplorable how those people were crying out and so um I think once we get our mindset first and we do our research and we do our homework as to who we're going to and who we're giving our personal information to is very, very important. Okay, even you saying that, Diane, what you ended with with do our homework, do our research, get that mindset together. And a lot of the crux of what my business represents and what my mission is, is putting the focus back on that aspect. Well, like, if you're running a business, if you if you at whatever age you are, you got up right now and said, I'm going to set up a lemonade stand outside of my house. You would go get a little shack or a little table. You would make some lemonade, get some cups, and you would sit outside and you would sell lemonade. If it started mm-hmm. raining, you would work around it. Um, mm-hmm. If the ice was melting, you would work around it. If you got only two people one day and 10 people the next day, you would look at that and say, what, did I, what do I need to do differently to make sure I get 10 people every day? You mm-hmm. would give yourself options. So the better your lemonade stand did, the more options you would have. And what I hear, because I've heard the, if you, the stories that you hear, and it's, and it's like people don't understand that we're talking about another person's survival, where they put the roof, where their children sleep, so on and so forth. And you hear these stories like what mm-hmm. you're talking about. And it's, mm-hmm. the goal is to give people options with an understanding like, yes, the things you're going through is one possible negative option as well. And if you, if you dumb it down and we start taking some of these situations that we go through in the real world and we approach them with the same business mindset that we might use when we get up and go to work in the morning when we don't feel like going but we find a way to Mm -hmm. get there because it serves a purpose and we treat it like it's business Mm -hmm. i don't want to be here i didn't come here to work today i need that check on friday though real estate is no different um a lot of the other issues that we go through in this country is no different but i think we've been conditioned to pay more attention to our emotional reactions to these things that i want people to remember like who we are that and we've survived much, much worse than somebody telling me that I can't have out because of my credit score. I'll figure it out. And mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. been conditioned to not remember that we're those type of people. And I want to use information to fuel that, to gas that fire, as opposed to I've done the most motivational speak, nothing against them, but I don't like the um, intangibleness of it. Well, like I can sit in the room or I can sit on an interview and you'll feel real good after that 30 minutes. 
but are you that much closer to buying a home? And I'd rather sit down with you and teach you what they mean by you need to be a 700 credit score or um, the moratorium on evictions might be lifted, but these are your options as a tenant. I would rather sit down and have that cold, hard conversation and give you your options. And then you pick what you would Mm -hmm. like to do. And we've kind of been conditioned to have these knee-jerk emotional reactions, and that creates, it kind of goes into a swirl, and one day you just end up in America in 2021. Okay, okay, okay. So we want to get to get get a little bit more um, deeper into um, the dynamics uh, of your brand. And so we want you to be able to share with the audience what are some of the takeaways as a speaker. You're a speaker. You're trying to, you know, uh, uh, get your uh, message out there to urban communities and to the people um, uh, of color and to the people of your community and what have you. So what are some of the takeaways that you expect for your audience to be able to hear and, and, and leave with after you have done a speaker engagement um, in uh, the city of Chicago, whether it's Detroit or Washington, D.C. So tell us about that. Well, first and foremost, what I want a person to be able to do when they leave a room from talking to me is understanding the basic concepts of solving a problem. We have a lot of problems. Real estate is just one of them. And when you have to solve a problem, you, you do an inventory of your resources. So we have problems in the housing sector, we have problems with creating resources, and we have problems with being black. Um, how do we create more resources? So I don't necessarily uh, propose that I have a solution, but I think it's factual that whatever we decide to do as a community, we'll need resources to do it. Now, from a tangible standpoint, uh, we can either play lottery numbers, or we can use what other people have used to generate considerable considerable resources in a short period of time and it's just tried and proven that real estate is a tool for that where you can the four sectors of 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 wealth are real estate uh stocks and bonds your savings and retirement so on and so forth those things are kind of hard to come by from one day to the next real estate just Mm -hmm. happens to be something where if you were to get pre-approved tomorrow and you buy a home and you get the keys to that home in 30 to 45 days, you now have leverage over a $200,000 or a $300,000 asset. That's something that you can Mm -hmm. put in a toolbox. And as a community, as we're figuring out how to assert ourselves, how to empower ourselves, whenever we come up with it, that $200,000, $300,000 asset will help us some way, shape, form, or fashion. So, Conditioning, conditioning an audience, conditioning of people to, okay, we, we got a tough fight in front of us. We still need some things figured out as far as what direction we're going to take, who, who we're going to allow to speak for us. But regardless of any of that, we're going to need resources. So what can we attack? What can we educate ourselves on? Whether it's to open restaurants, whether it's to open schools. Real estate is a way to accumulate resources to start attacking some of the issues that we have in our community, and that's my message. And I've kind of, my business is to put that in a digestible language where you don't have to have a PhD to understand that there's a problem and real estate can be a way to solve it. I don't think everybody needs to become a real estate investor, but the same way Mm -hmm. 
everybody should know it like they know a tax code. Everybody should understand it and have it at their disposal because it's so powerful and it doesn't have a education criteria or a tax bracket criteria. If you're interested in it, you can figure it out and leverage it no matter your skin color, no matter the amount of money you have or your health level, anything, you can leverage it. So that's a valuable asset. You can't do that with stocks and bonds. You can't figure out mm -hmm. the stock markets overnight and then just get into it. But you can do, you can buy a home and leverage it. You can rent it out. My five-year-old can figure that out. And I want to make, I want to remind us that like, yeah, there are, there are things we can do. There are things we can do to, to help ourselves. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, where we are today, we're, we're kind of still uh, stumbling and we're still digressing and, and 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 coming from uh, a pandemic and you know the 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 um the housing crisis uh with that we're faced with and some numbers are going up and some numbers are going down even in the real estate industry so out of the five books as an author as an amazon bestseller author and out of the books that you have written and what we're going through right now okay what we're what we're faced with right now you know we are in insert uh, uncertainties and so which book would you reflect on to be able to offer um, to um, urban communities of what they would need to perhaps maybe purchase first or what they need to read or what they would, uh, would need to look into first from uh, you being an author and from, a, from one of the, uh, the, the five books that you have uh, already authored? Uh, well, where I'm at right now in my business and what I feel like my mission is, I wouldn't even start you with a book. I would have you go to my website, theblackwealthbuilder.org. Okay. The Black Wealth Builder, all one word, .org. And on that page, you can download the Black Wealth Commandments. You don't have to give me your email address. It's not lead generation. It's just, hey, take a read at this first, and then we'll have a talk. Um... It needs to be made clear that, like, I don't have a business where you can just walk in and I sit down with you and then we go down certain streets. The information that I'm passing along, that's free. I think uh, the sharing of information I'll do with anybody. But mindset matters to me so much because, to me, wealth is measured in time. Mm -hmm. So who I put mm -hmm. my time into is much, much more valuable than the amount of money that's made or, or what your score is or how much you can pay me. So... We're starting there. If there's alignment with kind of how we see the world or how I attack wealth building or why I think it's important, um, I can mm -hmm. choose who I spend my time with and I've grown my business to that point. So I'm not soliciting. So to a point, I need you to self-select first. So I wouldn't even ask the person okay. to buy a book and spend money with me before you kind of get an idea on what I'm offering. If I'm talking your language, if black wealth is something you're into, if you, too, are also looking for a way to um, urgently move that process along without hope of without relying on winning the lottery, I'm somebody you should talk to. And I'll give you some information first. I'll, I'll make the first move and give you some information. If this sounds like it's up your alley, I would rather have a conversation with you than give you a menu of what you can purchase. And any broker can tell you how to okay. buy a home and how to get over those hurdles. But, like... I want to work with people that want to change the community and change the world. Okay, okay. So you actually want to make sure 
that the client is actually a good fit. And so I do understand that because a lot of times. No, and, um, and, be, and not to cut you off, not to cut you off, I want them to make sure that I'm a good fit. It's not, I'll okay. take any, if you're a like minded individual, I think we, it's a cure for cancer as far as I'm concerned. And I would never turn anybody away. If you walk up to me and said, I want to, you have a cure, I want to try it. But that person needs to self-select. I have alternative medicine, and I'm aware of that. Well, like, no, you can choose me. I'll audition for you to an extent with the information, my white papers. You can look at my numbers. You can see my theories and practice. And if it's something that you think could help your your journey, I'd love to be a part of it. But you have to self-select me because it's, I don't strong-arm anybody. To me, this stuff is math. So if, we don't, if two plus two doesn't equal the same thing for both of us, we were... I would casually say we were wasting each other's time. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll show you what I'm talking about, and then you can select me. Your choice. So I'm big on options and choices, which is what I think wealth actually is. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, great. So at this time, uh, you can be able to share um, your social media handles with um, the audience. You can also uh, share how they can be able to follow you, your website link, of course, once again, and then um, any content that you have published. Like that, that's one of the um, um, one of the features that we do for all of our guests. We allow them to be able to network and connect with our guests after the show uh, to be able to follow them. They can be able to, you know, any master classes that are coming up, any speaking engagements. You can be able to do that at this time and share it with the audience so they can be able to get more familiarized with you and your brand. All right, thank you. And of a, it's a low-key apology. It was something on my spirits this morning, Diane, talking to you. I didn't get into a lot of tangent stuff. I just felt like sharing my mission on your show. I think that's a lot with you. You're a facilitator. I think a natural one. And I felt okay. at ease, comfortable, even even inspired just being the way you handled yourself. So I appreciate that. Um, okay. But from a business standpoint, yes, please go to www.theblackwealthbuilder.com dot org and the things the the true nuggets that I kind of miss on this show uh, you'll be able to learn more about me you can download the black wealth commandment and it's really the jump off point and as far as the books go I have published four books the black wolf bible is actually coming within the next 30 days um, but right now what you have on my black wolf builder site is kind of my emotional foundation for everything that I'm talking about. It's my latest book, White Lies and Un-American Dreams. And it's a fantastic story that blends African-American history, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, and it really adds a voice to what they might be thinking. What does Harriet Tubman think about mm-hmm. what's happening today? What do they think about mm-hmm. the choices that we have to make and how things are per se carried out in their name, this movement, should we retaliate or should we uh, try to work it from a business standpoint? A lot of these questions aren't answered, and we don't have that conversation a lot about what are we going to do. We keep letting people know mm-hmm. how upset we are, but what are we going to do? And I think it's a conversation that us as a community, we can't keep avoiding. Me and you and everybody that you know, okay, how are we collectively going to respond to what's happening and I wanted to tell that story, but I wanted to include the, the African-American history. I wanted Trayvon Martin to have a voice in this book. I wanted Rakia Boyd to have a voice in this book, as well as Frederick Douglass, as well as, uh, like I say, Malcolm X or 
you name it, it's kind of who's who, and it's blended into an amazing story, and it kind of is the, um, the precipice for hey, a person needs to make that choice first, that something needs to happen, uh, we have a problem, let's collect our resources, but kind of inspiring people that we need to have that conversation. Carter Property Solutions, the Black Wealth Builder, those are the physical manifestations of my contribution to my community. But it is sitting down and figuring out how can I help. I have buku experience in real estate. I understand how to get a business started, how to get it funded. I understand how to help people leverage real estate. So how do I bring that to my community? And that gives birth to Carter Property Solutions and the Black Wealth Builder and the books White Lies and Un-American Dreams and the upcoming The Black Wealth Bible. And I want people to learn more about it. So again, www.theblackwealthbuilder.org. You can get more information about all my current titles that are available as well as, getting, as, well as downloading the Black Wealth Commandment. And it's eight principles. It's eight ideas where, okay, if if you're still feeling me a little bit after that, we really need to talk. We really need to talk. Okay. 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 That's great. That is so great. And I thank you so much for the compliment. Uh, we, uh, we try to make sure that our guests feel at ease uh, when they are on the show. I mean, I've done this before some years ago, and I'm, sometimes uh, sometimes the narrator, they will really come in with some hard, hard questions that will leave you jo- you. Dr- you're jaw-dropping, and so I try to make sure that everyone is comfortable on this show. So thank you so much for being our guest on today. And so, audience, to just to recap, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Carter, who is the CEO of Carter Property Solutions, have shared a wealth of knowledge with us in order for us to be able to make sure our mindset is, is correct first. When we are doing real estate investments, we also um, heard from him as to making sure that both of you all are a fit. You can be able to go to his page and download the checklist to be able to get a full understanding of what he is about and what the discussion will be about if you were to meet up. We also talked about a lot of things as to how urban communities have to uh, reposition. We have to brand our mind in an area so we can be able to have the knowledge and resources and tools that we need. So once again, uh, Mr. Carter, we thank you so much for being our guest on the show today, and we will be having you back. If I don't reach out to you, you reach out to me, and we'll do a follow-up on this in order to make sure that the word is spread uh, more uh, um, uh, uh, variably so individuals can make sure that they can can get all of the um, nuts and buckets and some of the things that you're talking about I'm talking about this is how we grew up in things you know it's more than one way to skin a cat and so I tried to hold my composure with that because that's how we were grew up we grew up with those types of cliches in the home and what have you we grew up the same exact way there's more than one way to skin a cat and so once we learn those algorithms and concepts we'll know how to be able to knock on another door just because we get turned down so again uh, once again i'd like to say thank you uh, and again thank you to your audience thank you to my audience i'm looking forward to coming back we got a chance to really sit down and get into some stuff that i really feel like we only touched about five percent and I don't know what it is about your tone or the way you handle yourself, but I feel like I'm in a psychiatrist's office, and I, I like talking when we're talking. So I uh, would love to come back. Okay. I had a blast. I know my audience is going to love it, and they're going to say, when are you going back on with Diane? Um, so I'll be looking forward <laughs> to you. you pro- I'll probably get to you before you get to me. 
Okay, perfect, perfect. We'll be glad to have you. So, everyone, have a good day.